Hi, my name is Daniel Simo, and this is 14 Days, a project where I try to tell a short audio story every day on the road between Sydney and Melbourne. Today is day nine. Throughout its history, both colonial and modern, Australia has been a place that attracts people from faraway lands who want to start afresh. People with secrets, people with debts, people who want to reinvent themselves. King O'Malley was one of those people. King O'Malley, he pretended to be a Canadian so that he could sit in Parliament as part of the British Empire. That's David Hunt, a writer and historian, and a man almost single-handedly keeping the word Gert in circulation. But he was almost certainly an American from Kansas, where he was an insurance salesman and the first and only bishop of the Redskin Church of the Cayuse Nation, a sort of strange church he set up for some of the local American Indians. According to O'Malley, he moved to Australia for health reasons, as he claimed he was suffering from tuberculosis. Others say he was trying to escape accusations of embezzlement in the U.S. But once in Australia, he becomes an MP for the Labour Party and eventually Minister of Home Affairs, which makes him one of the people deciding where to put the new capital of the country. And he was a great believer in having a capital where it was bloody cold uh, because O'Malley insisted that cold climates have produced the greatest geniuses. So that was one of the reasons why Australia decided to select a godforsaken frozen sheep paddock in the middle of nowhere as its capital. That godforsaken frozen sheep paddock was, of course, Canberra, where I am right now. It's an unusual capital city because it was designed as part, effectively as part of a competition. The government sort of said, who wants to design a national capital? And King O'Malley uh, picked Walter Burley Griffin uh, and his wife. Now, Griffin was an American architect, and he came up with a design uh, basically based on lots of circles um, that still leave visitors to Canberra dazed and occasionally motion sick. Uh, there are more roundabouts in Canberra than anywhere else. As I drive around, there's something about Canberra that feels uncomfortable. And it's not just the roundabouts. It's as if I'm dipping into some uncanny valley of reality and unreality. Like, if I keep driving along one of its manicured suburban streets, I might eventually hit the edge of town, like Jim Carrey in the movie Truman Show, and break through the wall. In the movie, Carrey's character lives in a fictional town called Seahaven, and doesn't know that he's the main protagonist in a popular TV show. Ed Harris plays Kristoff, the show's creator. Christoph controlled every element of the show's production, the plot, the dialogue, the lighting. And he saw himself as a kind of benevolent father figure creating a utopia for Truman. He says that the real world, the world outside the studio, is a sick place. Sea Haven is the way the world should be. King O'Malley shared some of those same utopian visions for Canberra. He was a teetotaler, an anti-alcohol campaigner. And when he was establishing the Federal Capital Territory, now the, the ACT, he made it alcohol-free. You couldn't buy alcohol in Canberra. But just like Truman did in the movie, the creations can sometimes escape the control of the creator. 
the politicians who'd supported uh, the Australian Capital Territory being alcohol-free, when they got there themselves and Parliament House didn't have a bar, thought, no, nah, this is no good. So the first uh, place you could buy a drink uh, in, in the ACT was Parliament House. And in 1928, just a year after the politicians moved in, they let alcohol into Canberra. I was hoping to end this episode with some kind of unique sound to Canberra. David Hunt suggested the National Carillion, the instrument made of large tuned bells which sits on Queen Elizabeth Island in Lake Burley Griffin. What you're hearing now is not that. This is a recording of a carillion in the Netherlands. The National Carillion has been under renovation since 2019 and is not being played at the moment. Instead, I suppose I will have to use the only other sound that I'm aware of that can evoke Canberra, at least based on my first day here. It's the sound of me in the car, turning on a never-ending roundabout, wondering, just like Truman does, whether the road I get off on will lead to the real world or not. I'd like to thank David Hunt for chatting with me and for filling me in on part of the long list of rejected names for Canberra. Federalia, Harmony, Cookstirter, Frontierland, a Paradise, a Commonwealth Circular City, which, you know, I think would probably be a good name given all the roundabouts and circles there. Uh, Weak Wool Gold was, was one suggestion as was Sidmel at Perbrizo. Uh, all of the capital cities uh, combined, except poor old Hobart, of course. 